This is Ali. He's from Turkey. Hi, I am Ali. There are three things you need to know about Ali. One, his religion, which is Alevi, a type of Shia Muslim. Two, his ethnicity, which is Kurdish. And three, Ali has a really big mouth. Uh, if I get connected, then I start talking. Thing is, if you live in Turkey, it's not always fun to be a Levy or a Kurd, and it can be dangerous to have a big mouth. Kurds are the largest minority population in Turkey, and to some, they're seen as the biggest threat to Turkish culture. Until recently, even speaking the Kurdish language was a punishable offense. You cannot say, I am a Kurdish, this is a Turkish country. And in the 30s, the Turkish military killed thousands of Kurdish people. They killed around 40,000 Alevi Kurdish people. So it's no surprise that when he was growing up, Ali was told to stay silent about his identity. When I hang out with my friends, they ask me, what's your name, Ali? They ask me, are you Kurdish? I said, no, I am not, because I'm scared. So Ali learned to disguise his accent, pretend he was a native Turk, and stay silent. And when he came of age, he was drafted by the Turkish military. Everybody has to go. Even Kurdish, Turkish, doesn't matter what's your ethnicity. If you're a Turkish citizen, you have to go to army. He performed incredibly well and was one of the strongest soldiers they had. And so one day, some officers called him to them. They called my name and then they said, well, after this, you got to go to Foca, which is the special force. Ali was selected by the special forces. This was not good news. Kurdish militants were staging a rebellion and fighting against the Turkish army for the right to practice their culture. And as a member of the special forces, Ali would have to go fight against his own people. And he couldn't do a thing about it. It's weird. I felt bad about their forcing me to try to fight with my own people. They were fighting for their right to express themselves. They want to have a right. But against his own inclinations, Ali was a good soldier. When there's a fight start, you don't say that's my own people because they are shooting you. So then you have to start to worry about yourself. You are trying to protect yourself. So I got close to my unit because we share our food, we share our water. Probably if something happened to me, they are the ones going to protect me. Sometimes they were forced to do terrible things. Once, he captured a Kurdish prisoner of war who had surrendered to them. There was a guy that I will never forget. His name was Ahmed and he was 18 years old. Just a boy. The captured boy spent two days with Ali and his unit. So he was two days with us at the mountain, so we shared our food with him. I mean, he was just two years younger than me anyway. But Ali says his superiors decided it would be too much work to bring the boy back to the base. At the end, when we were going to the army base, they killed him. Ali said that they killed him. The boy. They killed him. Ali knew then that if he had to fight against his own kind, the least he could do was speak up for the first time in his life. He was finally honest about his identity. I think that I'm strong enough. I can fight enough. Someone asked me, what are you? I was not scared to tell because I am proud of being Kurdish. After they found out who he really was, some of the people in Ali's unit became suspicious of him. One even started to taunt him. In our room, so we start to talk. He tried to make me upset and angry that I am a Kurdish. And when the Kurdish militants cracked his unit's secret radio code... My teammates, they were looking at me that probably I did it. They reported Ali to authorities because they thought he had leaked the code to the enemy. And Ali was put into a cell. 
They locked me up for two months. Eventually, he was set free because there was not enough evidence to incriminate him. He saw the consequences of being truthful about his identity, but that did not faze him. After being discharged, he continued to open his mouth. After that, I couldn't hold myself when the people having a conversation, when they see, okay, all the Kurdish is terrorist. If someone is telling me that I am like this, I cannot be quiet. All the arguments that Ali was getting into did not go unnoticed. The Turkish police began to keep him on their radar. We sit at the coffee shop, we just talk about the politics. Randomly, the police comes and asks the ID, and then they says, okay, let's go to the jail. They arrest me several times because that I am a Kurdish. So that's happening all the time. You do something against the government, you have to pay for it. Ali says that the police then started placing threatening calls to his home and his workplace. So finally, Ali's boss called him into his office to talk. And then he said, Ali, you gotta stop talking. You, you, you will disappear. Well, I told him, no, I cannot hold myself. If you care a bit about other people, if you care what's going on in the country, you will open your mouth. And then he said, it's best for you to go out of country. Ali's entire family agreed. They all felt that an Alevi Kurd had only two options. They could be silent or dead. But there was a third option, America. Everyone pressured him to leave. But he was nervous. What would he do? One night, he had a dream about America. I had a nightmare that I am working in a restaurant as a dishwasher. So when I woke up, I said, oh, thanks God, it was a dream. But washing dishes was better than winding up dead. So he decided to go. He kissed his mother and five siblings goodbye, and he got on a plane. I had around $5,000 in my pocket. I said, okay, well, what am I gonna do? Where am I gonna go? So I start to work as a dishwasher because that's the only job that I can get. So my nightmare became a true. But he didn't wash dishes for long. Even though he'd never cooked anything in his life before that moment, he decided he wanted to be a chef. I start to tell the people, okay, show me, I'll make it. Show me, I'll make it. Show me, I'll make it. So then I start to make it. I start to learn and I start to cook. I like to cook pasta. It's my favorite. Eventually, he became a citizen and opened his own restaurant, a delicious Italian place in San Francisco. And that's where I met him, over a killer plate of pasta. He saw I was eating alone and sat down with me, not hesitating a second before launching into his entire life story. You were having a glass of wine in the restaurant, so then we start to have a conversation. So I told you, well, I offer you one more glass of wine. And I start open my heart to everyone that everywhere. So... <laughs> Because, you see, now Ali doesn't ever have to worry again about talking too much. That's the most important things about U.S. I can uh, tell my real feeling. You can say anything. You don't scare from no one. for being brave enough to tell his story. And big thanks to all the snappers who are out there listening. That piece was produced by Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.